Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. Unresolved trade tensions between the U.S. and China spur progress on the China-backed Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP. As Ron Cruz tells us, it is still unclear whether the economic giants could reach a trade deal on time. Completion of a partial trade deal between the U.S. and China still in question. U.S. and Chinese negotiators are currently working to finish an interim trade agreement for U.S. President Donald Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping to sign at the sidelines of the APEC summit in Chile next month. But a U.S. official says phase one of the trade agreement may not be done by November. This is in contrast to an earlier statement from Trump himself, who said the two countries could forge a deal earlier than expected. China's foreign ministry has also said a key part of the trade deal is basically completed. Amid uncertainties, Beijing says negotiators from both sides will speak again soon. But regardless of what happens next month, Trump's senior White House advisor Jared Kushner says Washington and Beijing have come a long way in their trade relationship. I think we, um, people understand the president, they know that he's firm, they know that he's going to make the decisions that he thinks are right, and I think ultimately uh, we've come to an understanding with China now on, on where we want to head, and I think that uh, Secretary Mnuchin, who's here, and Ambassador Lighthizer have done a fabulous deal on the front lines of that negotiation. If Beijing and Washington successfully reach a deal, it would be a win for both the economic giants. That's according to trade expert Stephen Olson. He says closing this deal will provide a much-needed cooling-off period amid the tit-for-tat tariff war between Washington and Beijing. But Olson is holding back optimism as the agreement remains largely in principle. In any trade negotiation, uh, the devil is always in the details. And I think we've already seen some discrepancies uh, between uh, the provisions that were originally announced on October 11th and where the countries are today. So, for instance, President Trump spoke a lot about 40 to $50 billion worth of Chinese agricultural uh, purchases. That number now still seems to be, uh, uh, seems to be closer to, to 20. Um, but assuming that things stay on track and that negotiators are able to convert the agreement in principle, uh, into an actual final text that the leaders can sign. I think it will be a positive step, but an extremely modest step and one which leaves all the tough issues still to be worked out. Amid continuing trade tensions, there is a chance of major progress for the China-backed Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP. Talks with RCEP members will follow the ASEAN Summit in Bangkok from October 31 to November 4. Talks began in 2012, but they have been slowed by disagreements between members, such as major Indian concerns over a possible deluge of imports from China. RCEP could become the world's largest free trade zone, comprising 16 countries that account for a third of global gross domestic product. 
Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. And Britain heads to an early general election as Prime Minister Boris Johnson wins one of his boldest gambles in Parliament. Lawmakers in the House of Commons voted 438 to 20 to approve Johnson's plan to hold a December 12 election. The bill now goes to the House of Lords, which does not have the power to overrule the Commons. Johnson had pushed for a snap vote as a way to break Britain's Brexit impasse. He hopes his Conservative Party will regain parliamentary majority so he can pass his Brexit deal. The opposition Labour Party dropped its opposition to an early election after the European Union granted a three-month delay to Britain's departure from the bloc. And even though polls were strongly in favour of the Conservatives, UK shadow Chancellor John McDonnell says not to write off the Labour Party just yet. It's interesting, you know, so many people have tried to write Jeremy Corbyn off. They tried to write him off before the last election, and he transformed the campaign, and I think that's what he'll do this time, that we're up for it. We had our people knocking on doors last night. As soon as the election was called, people were being greeted by Labour canvassers. We've got 500,000 members. There's a whole momentum out there, as you say, both in terms of organisation, but also the momentum that people feel for this election. So it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Here at home, Philippine shares outperformed the rest of Asia as they made a last-minute jump to break past the 8,000 resistance level. Michelle Long tells us more. Another wobbly trading session for Philippine shares with the rest of Asia trading mixed as investors waited for the Federal Reserve's policy decision out early Thursday morning. For the day, the PSE index eventually finished up at 80.20. This is the first time the index closed above the stubborn resistance level of 8,000 in three months. It's probably going to remain volatile. We, we could uh, break uh, past 8,000 in the near term. But remember, there is that MSCI uh, rebalancing happening in November. It was an action-packed morning, though, with PS Bank, a Metrobank subsidiary, also the country's second-largest thrift bank, marking its 25th listing anniversary. The banking sector has been in the spotlight recently thanks to an impressive string of earnings. Although ING Bank Manila says the dovish tone of the Philippine Central Bank governor could be pushing companies to sign up for working capital now, but directing ambitious investment plans to the back burner as they wait for rates to hit rock bottom. It says we may continue to see lackluster lending growth. BPI Securities is a little bit more optimistic. And let's not forget... Uh, banks are not uh, banks are not just focused on uh, corporates. In fact, more and more banks are trying to uh, boost their exposure to the consumer uh, lending segment. We see the economy uh, actually accelerating in the second half compared to the first half. In corporate stories, the Ayala Group's integrated microelectronics posted a net loss of nearly $9 million or around 450 million pesos. That is a reversal from the over $10 million profit in the same period last year. The group says a persistent slowdown in its main market segments, compounded by geopolitical issues, hindered growth. And master developer of Asiana City or the Bay Area, DM Wenceslao, posts an 11% jump in its nine-month profit. It says 76% was recurring income, while the sale of residential condo units surged nearly sixfold to 423 million pesos. External and domestic headwinds may be spooking investors on the trading floor, but in here, the fairies and the monsters are out for the PSE's annual spook fest and some good cheer. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News.
The Philippine Agriculture Department sees sufficient supply of pork for the holiday season amid the African swine fever scare. But as Ron Gagalak tells us, the ban on some pork products will remain in effect. The Philippine Agriculture Chief renews his call for the public to not stay away from eating pork, especially with less than two months before Christmas. Reiterating that uh, the uh, pork and the pork products that we have, as long as these are not coming from ASF uh, affected areas, these are safe for human consumption. Amid the scare, the agency's confident supply of pork meat will be sufficient in time for the holidays. But the department also warns consumers against buying pork from non-certified sellers and slaughterhouses. They advise the public to check sellers' certification and approval from the National Meat Inspection Service. A local hog racers group says they already contained the African swine fever, assuring consumers that pork meat tainted with ASF will not reach the market. Kung meron pong problema yung ano, yung uh, animals natin, hindi na po aabot yan sa ano, sa slaughter. Doon pa lang pagbabawalan na nila eh. Pag alam nila yung yung uh, yung Hayop natin is galing sa isang infected area or contaminated area, so very impossible na makarating pa yan sa ano sa local market natin. The ban on pork meat, including processed products, however, will remain in effect in many provinces of Visayas and Mindanao. The Philippine Association of Meat Processors says about 80% of provinces in the Philippines have banned their products, causing heavy damage into their businesses. Today, 65 out of the 81 provinces has already stopped us from entering their localities. That being the case, demand for our products is already being restricted. To recover from losses, meat processors plan to stop buying local pork meat and rely fully on importations abroad. We have more confidence in our sources that are imported. We don't like to put ourselves in, especially today, where, where, the, where the climate is, is very much not favorable uh, to us. Another agricultural group is sounding the alarm after their monitoring showed farm gate prices have fallen by 40% and demand by 30%. The group CNAG says the hog industry has lost some 10 billion pesos or about $200 million in the last two months. But they assured the public Christmas hams will be available as well as other pork products which are expected to be in demand during the holiday season. Ron Gagalak, ABS-CBN News. Aside from hog raisers and meat processors, the African swine fever problem is now seen to be affecting local rice farmers as well. More from Warren de Guzman. Arlinda Manla is a new business owner and her eatery is just two years old. She buys commercial rice to keep her customers happy. From 48 pesos per kilo last year, her rice cost is now down to 40 pesos, something government promised would happen through rice tarification. But she says her savings on rice have been eaten up by other expenses. Manok, dati po, 130, ngayon 170. Bawi-bawi lang din. 
Demand for chicken is up as it is a substitute meat for pork, which is unpopular these days due to African swine fever. Rosendo So, chairman of a Philippine farmer group, says African swine fever has had another effect detrimental to rice farmers. He says demand for a byproduct of rice milling used for animal feeds, called powdered rice husk or darak, has gone down because of ASF. So says this has made buying unhusked rice even less attractive for rice millers, dragging the farm gate price for the product even lower. So says aside from resulting in a rush of imported rice driving demand for unhusked rice down, rice tarification was also poorly implemented as the Rice Competitiveness Enhancement Fund, meant to help local farmers better prepare for the surge in imports, was not released in a timely manner. Another farmers group says it is time for government to cap imports with higher tariffs. 86%, that is what equates the imported with local price. The reality is in the last two months, we've been importing, believe it or not, uh, you know, 580,000, they should be unlimited, but that tariff must be correct. Economist Alvin Ang says rice tarification is great on paper, but government's capacity to properly implement the reform is questionable. It's a question of the market price, and the price is not moving or is even increasing, then the problem is not the, the problem is not uh, coming from, from the imported product itself, but a flow. The flow of the goods. The Action for Economic Reforms is urging government to stick with rice tarification and focus on offering short-term assistance to farmers, such as conditional cash transfers and palai procurement, to help them weather these tough times. But for Manla, who only buys Filipino commercial rice, no drop in retail price could justify what's happening to local farmers. Lumaki din ako magsasaka. Siyempre, masakit din sa akin. Gaya, nag-aani kami sa probinsya. Ibibinta ng mura ang mga expenses mo. Sobrang laki. Parang nawalang ka ng ganang magtanim. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.